as well. You're talking in it. I know. I know. <laughs> he already knows. He already knows. I know the score. So, um, welcome to the second Client Hot Seat Podcast, eh, third Client Hot Seat Podcast we've actually ever had uh, and ever hosted. We are joined by our, my good friend and team member, Client 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 Verici. If you like Gal- Gal- do you want to Gal- do it again? No, no, we're all good, man. This is all about being real and raw. Right, no, I'm joking. Um, uh, Callum Verecci, who's got an absolutely amazing story, guys. And today we're going to sit down and we're actually just going to have a bit of a conversation. It's just going to be like a conversation between two mates about how his stories went. Um, so you might be watching this back. You might be listening to this back. Um, if you're watching it back, sorry that we're not looking at the camera and we're looking at each other because yeah. we're, we're having a conversation. But um, no, the biggest thing here is for Callum to tell his story and um, show you what he's done. Um, he has overcame massive weight loss um, from photo shoots. He's actually on prep for his third ever photo shoot, which will be insane. He has played for played on his um, absolute hero of a team's uh, uh, pitch, uh, the Hibs. The Hibs. Uh, yeah. On the Hibs. Uh, I'm not a Hibs fan, by the way. <laughs> just, just, just Um And uh, he has, mass- like, honestly, like he's ma- this guy's massively changed his life in the last five years from how he thinks to how he turns up to his attitude. Um, and it's incredible. And we're going to take a little bit of a deep dive on what Callum's done to uh, to achieve that and what he is and where he, where he started and to where he is now. So, um, Callum, mate. Welcome to welcome to welcome to the podcast. Thank I feel you. like <laughs> first first podcast podcast I've done in a, in a wee while. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say um, just thank you to you because the fact that you've even asked me to do something like this makes me realise maybe I have something to sort of share type oh, thing yeah. in that sense. Like so, giving me the chance to speak about my journey, so to speak. Mm-hmm, of course. It, it, not that I sort mm-hmm. of judge my success or or my my wins or losses on how other people see it but mm-hmm. the fact that you're asking me to do it is it's it's just maybe another indicator yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that um what i'm doing's right right or relatable yeah. or on the right path aye, you know <laughs> unless you're going to blindside <laughs> you're going to go see everything that you're doing it's wrong and i'm going to explain everybody <laughs> exactly <laughs> just absolutely gasoline <laughs> the podcast you know like, the weight loss is terrific but you're going at the wrong exactly that'll be the marigolds <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be tragic, mate. He's going to fall and burn, you know. That lag set of get them in the yeah, exactly. That's not the way to do it. Okay. I dropped a sleeping tablet. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely going to be a lot of laughs along the way, by the way, because our chats just go either way. But, no, Callum, hey, cancel. Just so, like, the guys listening and stuff can get a little bit, I mean, obviously I know your story, mate, yeah. but again, can you kind of go back to where, or where you feel like things began for you, like, in terms of, some of the biggest points in your life like so obviously we started to give you people background we started working together what five five six years ago so what's that 20 so you were at flex yep flex fitness mm-hmm. um we got taken on and you were taking uh, some classes yeah that's when i that's when i first met you yeah. remember that i've been 2016 yeah yeah 2016 2016 so but yeah. but did you, you get, when did you get married I got married in 2016, 2016. and you were at a wedding, right, but, so I would be doing the classes at Flex yeah. Fitness and stuff like that, and 
My first photo shoot was 2018, but there was six months of training before that, which yeah. would have been 2017. So, aye, so I would I would say I'd started, I actually remember it, it was September time, near my birthday, yeah. 2017, that you and I started one-on-one stuff. Eh? Yeah, yeah, of course. So what, what was that? Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. That's mental, man. Let's change it to ten years. I know. So obviously, you started. You started coaching for your first photo shoot. Then, but give people a a little bit of an insight as to what life was like with Callum before then. All right. Um. Grew up. Uh, grew up in Mid Calder. My mum, my dad, and my little sister. Normal, happy childhood. I would say there was nothing nothing um out the ordinary active enough football was my life played a lot of football um but between first so when i when i started high school i still lived in mid calder and then i moved house but stayed in the same high school yeah and my house was out with the catchment area of where my school was so to speak so by rights i should have changed school um but what that meant was I was taken from a lot of like my friends and stuff in mid Calder and I moved to yeah. Muriston. So every time I finished school, I never really went out after school. Yeah. I never done a lot of activity, so to speak. Yeah, so I would say from about, say about 12, <clears throat> 12 onwards, i become quite a, like a stocky and then chubby little mm-hmm. guy because I would go to work I would go to school. I know yeah. I did. 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 I like I'm, I'm quite a small guy. Come, I mean, yeah. so everything was kind of out of proportion, and um, I, looking back at that and hit the person I was in school, I mean, it, it makes sense now, but I didn't understand. But I was a very, uh, insecure little guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very. I didn't have uh, confidence in the sense of, like, there was no way speaking to girls or anything ah, yeah. like that whatsoever. There was no way of, even. It didn't comprehend to me whatsoever that I was going to get a girlfriend because I didn't accept that um, who I was, so to speak. Like I was just I I I had accepted that these people didn't think I was attractive. I'd already made their minds up, if you know what I mean. So I'd written the story. I'd I'd written the story myself. That was it. So, um, and I would also again look at it's purely from looking back on it. Like I would try and be a funny guy at school yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um and it was like oh you know you're dead funny oh you know you're you're, you're getting that you're making us laugh and everyone oh, that's good <laughs> yeah, that's fine but that that's that, that, that was compliment. oh, it was, oh absolutely <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, honestly, i've been friends on dumb but exactly and honestly god had my in plaque at school <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> a terrific friend <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, but, um, number one friend. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was in that year. But um, what was I saying? Aye, so... Uh, but I, I felt that I was being the funny guy uh, because I was deflecting or trying to get... 
or try to get people on side, if you know what I mean, <laughs> I back then. Because the, the things I would be funny about would be how big I was. Yeah. You know, so it's almost like, I, I know I know where this is going to go, so let me make a jab at it first, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so, so you're not going to hurt me. Yeah, that postman, is it? <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> you, can you can't leave me by myself. <laughs> right, 20 minutes emperor comedy, right? Two nuns in a bath, right? Oh, no, wait, he's coming back. Just my, it's just my running vest, folks. It's just my running vest, that's all. Running vest. That's going to be edited, because... Yeah. It's just going to be Eddie. What were you doing, man? It was a <laughs> really, <laughs> the racial slip. <laughs> uh, no, what was I saying? Aye, so I was, I would jab a lot of, accommodate myself. Yeah. To, sorry, it's a, uh, deflect away from yeah, that, how a person. And that's like a, that was a, that was a, that, you know, you're talking about big points in my life mm -hmm. and everything like that. That, that was a, big that's a big thing mm -hmm. in terms of where my life was at that time uh, but i didn't realize how big it was yeah until i'd lived more of my life and then and look back yeah. what yeah yeah because it's the reflection that it's we don't really i think that we don't really understand how these points and times in our life impact us until we're older wiser we've been through the so, shit you know, we've actually probably came out the other side of it and it's not until you're then sitting back. And if you don't, this is why I say like reflecting is so fucking important. Like if we don't take a time to sit back and look at these periods and things and like to understand it now with a bit of a wiser head on our head on our shoulders, like we, we can never make sense of it, you know? I, I, I find reflection sometimes, it can be dangerous mm -hmm. at the same time because you can reflect to the point where you start to really, there has to be some sort of, toughness within your mentality mm. to be able to separate that you're reflecting on it so that you're trying to learn from it rather than you're reflecting on it and now you're ultimately killing yourself inside yeah, thinking I, think, I should have done something and... yeah i mean there's i feel like that there's maybe a difference there between reflecting on it and reliving it right yeah. because if you're going into it and you're, you're you're beginning to feel all the emotions again and you're getting like the negative emotions that, it's, that mm -hmm. have come from it you're you're more likely to be reliving what you went through in your head rather than reflecting on what happened and why i think the, the perspective of reflecting and reliving are two different things so we're you know we want to be looking at it from like a bird's eye view and like we're and like completely emotionlessly because at the end of the day it's like if we've if we're, like you know obviously we're getting stuck into a lot of like mindset and like therapy stuff yeah, there yeah, like yeah. that sort of stuff but like when you're looking back at your past experiences, I think the biggest thing that we have to look at is that we're we're not there anymore. So what are we going to like? What are we going to learn from it? Because there's there's no point in revisiting it if we're not going to be willing to take something from it. And I think the biggest thing is, is you have to take ownership. Like that's it. Like like you you said it yourself, mate. I know we've had conversations. I've said it myself so much. Like when I look back at mine, because we had you know I probably a very similar style of like. Um, school life mm -hmm. and you know I was definitely not the joker I was more like heart on my sleeve type of person so I would take I would never get in front of it because it would I was embarrassed by it Um, you were embarrassed by it but got in front of it so it was like just two different approaches Um, but I look back at it and realise that like the point that I was in there was so much of the decisions that I made even though the times that I made those decisions I was young I was un naive mm -hmm. And no decisions I was making, yeah. I still made them, 
and that's why we were in that position. And I think that's like a big part of me. So fast forward <laughs> from school, the next phase of Callum's life, you know, we're going into what college, university. College. So left left school. Uh wanted to be I wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Still do want to be an actor, still want to, you know, earn a living as a, as an actor. And again, if you if I look back on you know, what 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 was the, the seeds there, why I wanted to be an actor as such and, and thinking about it. Act acting at that time, that almost gave me a, a mask to be someone else. Yeah. You know, I could go and play somebody else. Okay, I didn't need the character. Yeah, yeah, I didn't need to be Callum for a bit. And it's oh great, fantastic, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, I can I could be in whatever sort of world uh, that was developed on stage or on mm-hmm. camera, you know. So that was a that was a reason for doing it, but also it was a passion that I wanted to explore. So I left school, went to college and studied acting. I went to two different colleges with a, a year gap in the middle between uh, Stevenson College and then I went to Telford College yep. and stuff. But four years all together. Telford College. Telford College. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Health and fitness. Huh? Best best years of my life. Yeah, best years of my life yeah. acting. But so so. Starting off acting, I'm still a, still a bit, I was about, I was about 18 stone, mate, can you know I mean? Yeah, I was yeah, a really, yeah. really big guy, considering I'm only, you know, five foot young, but, uh, that's when I'm starting to sort of find myself and who I am. I'm not living in the routine of going to school every day, yeah. coming home, and everything like that, you know, I've got that licence that if I want to, not, not a physical driver, like I've got that licence to go out and oh, I didn't need to be home for a certain time now. I'm yeah, 16, I'm 17 year old. Freedom, man. I've yeah, got a bit of freedom. I'm in Edinburgh, I'm in yeah. the tune, okay, so I can do whatever I like. And then it goes to show, like, how, the, the older I'm getting now. Because, like, you could, like, when I was, like, 16, 17, I could walk into a pub and we'd be all right for serving the booze. Yeah. Whereas now, like, you get ideas if you look under fucking 32. So alcohol was quite a, an easy thing to get yeah. especially and if you're in a college environment and you know what alcohol yeah, does if it's totally. not controlled it just so yeah, you're just yeah yeah so but again I'm still want to be this sort of comedy character this this guy that makes people laugh and there's people in my class in acting who were studying the same things were wanting the same thing so there's that relatability yeah, there man. so I have that connection especially with like um, with women and stuff yeah, really. thinking right I could get myself a bit closer to it because we've got a mutual understanding yeah, yeah. here of what we're trying to achieve but that only went so far because yeah. I'm still not confident enough yeah. to either ask her out or I'm still not confident enough to go for a drink or whatever and stuff but um, it got to that point where I was in college and see like I was a listener a lot mm-hmm. and I felt that I wanted to be I wanted to be liked yep I wanted to be accepted yeah man that's um, it. and especially by the opposite sex yeah of course man so when I'm starting to listen you're hearing all these yeah you know girls talking everything like that and they're talking about so and so so and so do you see you know he's got oh the way he looks is fantastic mm-hmm. oh god do you see his abs in that film mm-hmm. or anything and I'm starting to put it together yeah if girls are wanting like me and accept me well i need to start training yeah I need to be like oh that. i need to go to the <laughs> yeah. gym i've not got a clue what i'm doing <laughs> yeah 
but I just need to be there. I've got to find it. You know what I mean? You know, and don't get me wrong. There's there's girlfriends that I had in the past where they would make comments about certain actors, or you know, even doesn't even need to be actors, but like certain people. You pick up on that more because that was like your passion. Yeah, yeah, but like there'd be people there that they would be talking about about how the way they look, Mm -hmm. like even other people in the class. He looks such a way. Oh, you know, his, his, his abs and everything like that is great. And I and I'm trying to piece it together because I'm wanting that acceptance yeah. of she finds her him attractive because of that. Like, so I need I need yeah. to go through. Yeah, you just you put X and Y together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I come up with A sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Come up, I mean, but, like, <laughs> but and and that's what I found in in college. It became it became quite dangerous because yeah. I was starting to train and diet mm-hmm. without having an idea of what I was doing. Yeah. And I, like like most people, but I was hurting myself yeah. to the point where like I wasn't um, eating the correct things. I wasn't eating enough. Mm-hmm. I was overtraining. Yeah. I was trying to study to be an actor at the same time. I mean, okay, I, I felt what got me through a lot of that was being young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that I had this relentless energy to yeah. keep going. Because when I look back and I think, jeez, oh. a lot of it's like a naivety as well, man. It? It's just like I just, I'm just, I'm moving forward. I'm doing something, so I feel. Like yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Forward. I'm doing something, just exactly what you're talking yeah. about in your, in your, um, in your call on Monday there when it was saying like, I, I had no quality mm-hmm. to the input that I was putting yeah. in. I was just, I was just ramming it full of quantity, uh, yeah. but it was just, it was next to nothingness, yeah. you know, um, and that sort of. That, that that was that was a bit sort of mainstay of being in college with you know training to be an actor, but try to train and look a decent way. Yeah. And let's not get it twisted either that that industry of being an actor, you have to look certain ways yeah. in order for you to get the bestest yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, you ever seen that a uh, that like fo- that photo of, like Christian Bale like over like the period of like was it like six or seven yeah. years when he went from like doing the Batman film. Like at like seventy eight kilos shredded to then doing like another film where he was maybe a little bit bigger, and then it went down to like the Machinist, where, machinist he, was, yeah, yeah, where he was like anorexic sixty one kilos like, and then I think it was like what twelve months later he was back doing another Batman film and it's like the it's like incredible the the degree that they have to go mm-hmm. through to fit the roles but th- again it's like it, it, people would you know you could look at that in today's environment call that toxic or something like that but it's it's the the story that they're telling mm-hmm. and the actor needs to be willing to do it like but but using that as an example so a young Callum would look at that and think oh I can do that that's fine not, not comprehending whatsoever mm-hmm. that Christian Bale is getting monitored to the Max, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got someone walking him through how he's going to do absolutely. this. Absolutely, but oh, and and all it would take would be a girl that I like to say, oh, by the way, Christian Bale looks fantastic and whatever, uh, and I would go, oh, right, and he looks like that. Yeah, how's he done it? it? Right, you know, and that's how it could be damaging yeah. in that sense. So how did that end up, how did that go through then? So was there, like, was there periods of time where you were up and down? Oh, like, all like, so the time. Maybe started like 18 stone, like, what was, like, did we get down quite low? Like, yeah, yeah point, what, so I would... I never, I never weighed myself as such. I just yeah, know yeah, that yeah. I was eighteen, but yeah. I, would, I, would, I would take a, a, I guess it, I got myself down to maybe over a three year period, maybe down to about thirteen and a half, maybe. Right, okay, yeah, it's but, a good bit of weight. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd imagine as well developing as, yeah, yeah. as, as, a, as an as an adult too. But um, that, but, but I couldn't tell you how I done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just it's just effort and yeah, 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 and and wanting to look good for someone yeah, else. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, what? So this is so we're now what a mid twenties and stuff like that, but we get to a point in your story where things 
things get pretty deep, pretty heavy, and pretty heavy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been pretty, pretty deep and heavy a couple of times. So, the first one I can really think of is being part of a, a production, a uh, train spotting. Yep. Toured, toured with it. Uh, been with it since it started. Like we started yeah. it up in a hall and everything like that. Took it to London. Was living my dream as an actor and everything like that. And, Doing the fringe with it and stuff. And this was a stage show, wasn't it? Stage show, yeah, yeah stage, stage show. show, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I get a, like, I'm ready to. So, just for context, the company mm-hmm. that started it took it as far as it could, mm-hmm. and then for it to sort of get a bit more momentum and a yeah, bit yeah. more awareness, yeah. to it, a company from London took over, uh, sort of went co partners with it, yeah. but they overtook it, and um, they were running the show. Ready to go, so this is 2015. Um, uh, 2015, I've just finished Edinburgh Fringe with the show, and there's talk about the tour happening again and yeah. everything like that. And you know, there's dates in Birmingham, Bristol, but so I'm like, okay, and, you know, I'm gearing myself up. Bear in mind, I am ready to get married to yeah. my now wife Rachel and everything. and you know, we're, we're coming to the idea, right, okay, well, I'm going to be away on tour and everything mm-hmm. like that, you know, so you, I'm going to be away a bit. I'm having to give up my actual, say, proper job, acting as a proper job. Yeah. But, like, that's a different discussion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's, you know uh, I mean? that's another podcast. <laughs> but, um, but I'm ready to give, yeah, up, yeah, give yeah. my job away, so I'm ready to go tour and yeah, be an actor. Yeah, you're ready to commit to the actor, yeah, yeah. And um, get a, I just, I get an email more than, no, no phone call, I get an email. Um... They're trying to keep the budget as tight as possible mm-hmm. and they need to sort of trim the fat, you yeah. know, get rid of the deadwood, so to speak. So what I was doing in the show, I wasn't sort of a, a main character, so to speak. I was sort of filling in, between, not between scenes, but I was keeping scenes moving, Yeah, you know, and adding, they'd been different, I was about 20 different characters with different things uh, and they binned me off um, for money, yeah. to save money, and they were like, yeah, all the actors are sort of main actors. They'll sort of share the roles between each other, kind of mm-hmm. proper. But I took that as a proper kick in the nuts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because I was set up and ready to go. And um, what was that? That's nearly 10 years ago. Uh, and it's still, when I think about it sometimes, oh, yeah, fuck it. Okay, that was real. Well, it's real. I'm just thinking, like, oh, that's a, that's a heavy kick in the nuts. And it, and I never felt like um I recovered for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a long time. And I realised now it was because I had no sort of self confidence yeah. or self belief in who I was yeah. that the inner cynic inside me was going, Well, the term it's money, but it's clearly because I'm in good money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You know what I mean? And uh, I just I fell into a a, a place of Dark, dark, you know, because I'd given up my job yeah. because I was going to go, I had to then go and find another job and yeah. a job I didn't really like. And I just felt like the wheels were stuck. And I'm sure people can relate when you think to yourself, right, you know, that's it, it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Acting's finished now, if that's the case. You know, the dream that I once had, somebody's whipped it away from yeah. me. And I'll, I'll know, I'll not sort of sugar anything like but I was an angry guy yeah, yeah of course. I was extremely angry and I would have took on the world I felt like I could take on the world but for the wrong reasons you know um like to my embarrassment the people that you know were 
you know, bind me off and everything like that, I would I would go and try and find them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And try and get try and get some sort of reaction out of them or whatever. Because I felt that if I was to try and be aggressive or intimidate them or whatever, that's me then getting them back. Yeah, I get that. Man. that you know? Rather than accepting the decision was right, that's what it is and we're done. Yeah. And then you start you start falling into that dark sort of place where you question yourself, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and you question like, you know, is I I'm I providing anything in, on the on the planet here? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what's my purpose here? What's my purpose here? You know, and whatever purpose I had, somebody's had the control to just take it away from me. Yeah. Um, you feel embarrassed. You feel let down. You feel like you're letting people down. Yeah, yeah, the amount of people that are trying to live their live their story through you mm-hmm. because acting's quite a an out there thing yeah of course and they'll go oh, how's the acting getting on what's happening with transplanting and you have to constantly be like it's not yeah, happening yeah. anymore and then you're just revisiting that mm-hmm. what you've used after you you're right like that's you're just having it and people people don't know like people are just asking mm-hmm. people inquisitive that's it, they yeah. know about you and but but, uh, they, but then I would want to put the mask on and be like oh I don't want to do it it's fine no. I don't want to do it it's fine you know what I mean I'll get the next one so no. like, that's what acting is Whereas deep down, I could have done with not you, not you asking that. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, so you start questioning whether you're still want to be here, mate, without yeah. without um being without beating around the bush. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know your sole purpose in your life and what you've given yourself to, and mm-hmm. somebody's taken it away from. It's like how easy is that to do that for my life? Mm-hmm. What's the point, really? Type thing. Yeah. You know, when you start having bouts of really serious thoughts yeah and we'll get into it later on you know but you think i thought i was low then mm-hmm. you came what i mean and i'm trying to sort of yep. paint that picture where i am low um but i didn't know what was what was going to come on. you know but um in terms of training wise and stuff i never it was i was still in that mindset coming out of college i yeah, mean yeah. i would i would have a gym membership but i would mm-hmm. go at the gym and not necessarily know what I was lifting yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just you're just doing things. just run more but what I will say though is I stayed consistent and I've said it like football was a big thing in my life yeah, yeah, yeah of course playing football was a big thing and I feel it, like it gave you that release away it, from everything do you know why as well because it's the it's one thing I can look in my life and think I I'm good at it yeah yeah and I'm not saying I'm a professional yeah, yeah. Be, but I I enjoyed playing football and yeah. I was good at it. It was the one thing that you felt like you could do all right in. Yeah, like, yeah. You know I mean? like, and if you look at the other areas in your life, like, you know, the women or, like, the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. shit like that, my acting at the time, I feel like, you know, with the things that you were getting back, obviously, I'm not doing great there and my job and I'm not doing great there, but do you know what? I'm going to go and play football and you go mm-hmm. there and you do it. You're like, I'm not sure of this. I'm not the best, but... I'm also not the worst person. Uh, yeah, I'm playing pretty good and I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it. People are, it's it, that release that you need, you know. What I mean? There's people people asking, Callum, do you want to come play? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if they're asking to come play, I'm needed. Yeah, yeah. People and want me back to, help to that need point, People right? want me people want me to help them win. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Right, I've got a And it's funny like when you're when your mind has been at such a low point for a while and you've been battling a lot, like you see you've got the the lack of self belief, the lack of self confidence in all those areas that it's these little things that like you do think like that you're like somewhat they want me so that's good mm. whether you think about that consciously or subconsciously you're like you want to go into that oh, thing because you're like it's the one thing where people 
I'm, I'm needed. And that's because, like, when you boil it all the way down, man, it's just that want to be needed, man. That's want what to be accepted. Accepted and needed. And, 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 and I be wanted, man. You know? I can remember in that time yeah. where, where they would ask me to come and play football, even five asides. And I would get myself up. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to play football. Fine, I'm going to run. Get the boots out. I'm a bit poly. Honest to God, it was, it was, it was, I'm getting captain's armband. Uh, like, exactly. Five asides. But it's like, um, but I would get myself all geared up. I'm going to play football. Great, cool. We're going to win. We're going to, I'm going to run the fastest. I'm going to tackle the hardest. I'm going to can really get involved. Um, but I still remember finishing the game. Right, guys, that was brilliant. Thanks for the match. We'll see you later on. No problem. Bang. Card door. That's it finished. Aye. I've not got another game of football to go. No, nobody else is wanting me. Do you know what I mean? Aye, it's and it, for that, like, what, it's, it's an hour. Minutes, it's an uh, hour where I can't, I, I'm not me. Exactly. It comes back to the, the, the acting, right? Like, uh, exactly, it's like, exactly. It's like that, it gives you that ability to kind of escape life mm-hmm. or at a period of time. Uh, that, that's it. Or maybe not even escape life, but I think it gives you that ability to tune it out. You know what I mean? Where I, you're I, able to I don't think about it because I'm too busy focus. Where's the pass coming from? Yeah, yeah, where yeah. is he? I'm not thinking, you know, and you hear professional footballers talk about that, like, for whatever problems they have off the field, whenever they were playing for 90 minutes on Saturday, they could be who they really wanted to be. Because yeah, I, I fully get that, man. Like, that's one of the big reasons that I love, like, the motorbike and going out in the track and all that. Because you have you literally can't focus on anything else. That's mm-hmm. all you have to focus on. So anything that's going on inside your head, anything that where you're at, it's like it's it has to be quieting down. Mm-hmm. You know, like all you're thinking about for me was like when I was on the track. It's like where's my where's my next breaking point? When am I turning into the corner? When do I have to pick up the, the accelerator? When am I driving? When am I braking again? You know, it was it was so step by step. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like your 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 life for that lap for that second 30 seconds in 60 minutes when you're playing football it's so like what's the next what's the next thing we have to do you know look for the pass get into space yeah or for me it's like drive at that corner and then break here so you don't come off right you know what i mean but it's, it's so like nothing else matters other than me pulling this lever to stop for that corner mm-hmm. like that's the most important thing that i do right now nothing else matters when it does it just, it's that escape it takes you away yeah so what so obviously we were at quite a low point in that yep. time and you said that things get a bit lower for you. Was this pre-wedding, post-wedding? So, that was 2015. Going into 2016. Yeah. Um, aye. Long story short, like, so 2015, I, I binned the job off that I didn't want. Yeah. And ended up having a sort of tail between the legs. But I took, I took a night shift job working in the Tesco shop yeah. over Christmas. You know, 100%. embarrassed. Uh, I'm back working in a shop when I was 17 and all yeah. that. But, you know, back to square one. I think there's a lot to be said for actually being able to do that though, mate, right? Because yeah. I think in today's society, man, there's so many people that because we're in a very attention-driven society mm-hmm. nowadays and things are all about, you know, how you look, that kind of keeping up with the Joneses style of, like, thought process is so high that people wouldn't, like, you know, you hear people being like, no, I wouldn't do that. You, see, you hear, like, kids nowadays, man, and, like, they're... 17, 18, you know, like, it's so hard to find a job. It's like, you know, the jobs are out there. Like, you're just not willing to not do willing it because of how it looks, yeah. right? And it, But being able to do that at that point, so you're, what, mid-20s now? So I'm 23, 24. Yeah, 24. No, no, obviously I'm older than that, actually. Mate. Yeah, you'd be like... 24, 24, 25. 25, aye. To do that at that time, even at that time in your life, mate, even though you're still young, right? But to do that at that time in your life is still a challenging thing oh, to do. Because... 
I'd, I'd done all that when I was going through college. I was working in the Asda's and the Morrison's yeah, yeah. and everything. I was stacking shelves. Mm-hmm. But, but I was a student trying to get to the place. Yeah, yeah, because it's going upwards and now you feel like you're coming back down to that. But there's so many people that wouldn't accept that and wouldn't do yeah. it because it would be classed as accepting it. So as much as that was something that I think you look back on, or at the time you were embarrassed oh. about between the legs, when you look back on that, mate, that's there's a bit of just like grit and determination of being like, I don't want to do this, but it's not about what I want right now, it's about what I need, which is I need I need a job. I need money. I and need it's money and, and we had, we had, Rachel and I just moved into our brand new home yeah. Western Inch. Um I needed money and stuff and that was the wedding coming up. The we, wedding yeah. was the wedding was the following September and everything. So I'm sitting and I always remember doing the night shift. And it was on the dates now that train spotting were back up running. So all the cast members and that are sitting somewhere in London or yeah. Bristol and everything like that, having a good time putting a show on and everything. And I'm sitting putting bottles of bottles of look as it again, an angry man, yeah, my yeah, mentality. Yeah, yeah. Anybody want to talk to me or rub me up the wrong way and I'm I'm look at that look as it ball for the Exactly. Okay, what I mean. Hey, alcohol doesn't get served after ten. Yeah, okay, okay, no. Do you know understand? <laughs> Didn't kill it. It's one minute past. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So that's looking back. Yeah, taking the job on in Tesco had unbelievable sort of repercussions for how my life's went and what the job I do now and stuff yeah. like that as well. But, but you don't obviously realise yeah, that when you're in the thick of it. Right? And you're thinking... So so yeah. So things have got bad. We've took the job, and then. Do things get worse before the wedding? No, no, things the... never really got worse before the wedding because um, I took from working in the the shop, I managed to get myself into the Tesco warehouse. Yeah. So I'm now got, I've now got full time work again, yeah. and I'm earning a decent wage. Uh, so I've kind of got my, my foothold again. I was like, right, okay, everything's a bit steady. I'm just looking, for, I'm shit, just man. looking for calmness at this yeah. point. Yeah, okay, because it's a bit chaotic, it's a bit crazy. I start working towards our the wedding that we had in September. Um, still by this point Flex Fitness had opened up in Linlithgow yep. so I'd trained in like the Flex Fitness and everything like that in Livingston Gordon Hunter yeah, like, yeah. Friend for, my best friend for school and stuff like that so I just naturally went with him yeah of course and then we came to Linlithgow and I was because I had the full time work and I was training with Flex Fitness and everything like that I felt like my I was starting to get a bit of momentum going yeah. again, you know. So, so I never underestimate just how important training at that time and stuff was, in in order to get me going, type yeah. thing as well, you know, on top of having the job. Uh, had, uh, had my wedding in September. Yeah. Honeymoon and everything like that. Keep on, man. I'm just gonna close the yeah, yeah, it's killing me a wee bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that that's that's really it. So twenty, so that's as twenty sixteen, like yeah, we're right. talking about. So you've now you've now come in. Entered your life. You've entered my life. Uh, <laughs> worst thing in the world. <laughs> um, no, no. And that's yeah. So I've just I just trained twenty sixteen. Yeah. You got married. I got married. Um, yeah, and just ticking along. Uh, I remember getting myself to that point in twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen, you came and saw me on stage. Yes, in a show called in a, in a show called Bouncers. That was hilarious. <laughs> but that was in my. That was a big. That was a big point because it was the first time being on stage since, since the whole the, the train spot and debacle and everything like that. Again, no, but again, no. That was somebody that would you like to come and do the show? Yeah. So I've got to accept. Yeah, yeah, of what I mean, then, yeah. like, 
like this this will all relate to what I'm talking about yeah. at the very end about this all this acceptance yeah. stuff and everything. But um I I got onto a show and I did yeah. that you came and saw. But there was still something there. Like I was I was kinda of big, I don't even remember when I was yeah. doing this. I was kinda of a bigger guy. And I always remember just thinking to myself, I know exactly what it was. You and Leslie had done a fitness photo shoot. Yep, 2017, yeah. Yeah, you've done a fitness photo yeah, shoot. And I remember looking at your photos and thinking, well, it looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, Leslie. Uh, uh, no, no, they might be a weird one. Um, and I thought, I want a bit of that, yeah. definitely. So I remember pulling you to one side after yeah, that last one time and be like, mate, I want to... I want to do. I want what you got. Yeah, yeah I want. Yeah. To, I want to do what you've done. Yeah, and that that moment speaking to you has probably now kickstarted where I am in my life now. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Because if I hadn't asked you, I wouldn't have done a photo shoot. If I hadn't done the photo shoot, I wouldn't have understood the pressure. And oh, and it was just finding them. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was it. So, yeah, so well, sixty second conversation. Sixty second right? conversation has just completely changed the trajectory mm-hmm. of my life, and. That was September 2017, and that's when I started prepping for the first yeah. photo shoot with you, and it was intense. Yeah, man, it was. It was, I mean, really, it was really intense. Probably, like, the biggest change w- w- we've seen, because we started at, what, probably, what were we, about 190 pounds? 190 pounds? Uh, I would say it was about, I don't know, I need to look back, but yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be a far off a 200 pounds. Yeah, 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 not yeah. Far too, and then we, and we got all the way down to like 155 or something like that, man. Like, it was 149. 149. I weighed in that that morning. Ridiculous. 149. Absolutely shredded. Um, such a massive, massive, massive change, but it was a difficult prep, like you'll oh, say. Oh, wait, like, it was. <laughs> crashed the car. Uh, I did crash. I did <laughs> on the way home from a personal training session, man. I, I remember getting that phone call. Um, but, uh, yeah, mate, that was, I mean, that was a massive, massive, massive change. And then, but, but just speaking about it, it was yeah, a difficult man. prep. I know you were, I know you were having a joke. Obviously. I did crash my car and everything, and that was, I was depleted and everything. Yeah. But it, it was a difficult prep in the sense, and this is where I hope a lot of people that are listening to this could yeah. relate to the fact that, that what I was going through was so transitional. Mm-hmm that had never been done in my life before, yeah. that there was people in my life that were offering their input and opinion yeah. on what I was doing. Yeah. And I was not, I was not structurally sound yeah. to take that on. Mm-hmm. So I give myself unbelievable credit now, looking back at myself, yeah. thinking you are resilient as fuck. Yeah, because there was people close, close, close to me. Mate, this is enough. Mate, this has got to be enough. Surely you've you've done enough, yeah, yeah, mate. You're looking yeah. ridiculous yeah. now. When, when enough is enough, yeah. is Blair a doctor? I, I got yeah. some, I got yeah, some, yeah. Is Blair a doctor? Does he know? Does he really know what he's doing? Yeah. And I want people if they can if they're doing the similar sort of thing to understand that. I remember saying to you doing that prep that nothing is going to stop me looking the way I want to look in front of that camera, yeah. and I took it to the extreme and says. I am either going to be in front of that camera, taking my photos, or I'm going to be dead. Yeah, that's extreme as fuck. Yeah, oh, that's that's a harsh mindset. Like but that's that. but that's me trying to kick everybody that's telling me that I'm what I'm doing. Yeah. No, no, I, no, no, I'm going to do it or it's I'm that, going to die. Yeah, it's it's that kind of like um, it's, it's that kind of 
like a, a high, high level of commitment to what you're doing mm-hmm. right now. Whether whether that mindset people can think about that as a mindset that's right or wrong or extreme or not, it's it's what helped you get the result mm-hmm. you were looking for. So, and I, I've said this so many times. Like, there's a lot of people that will look at things. You know, people will be like, "Oh, this is my motivation for doing this," and other people will say, "Oh, that's not a healthy motivation." It's like we've got to use what we've got to get whether it's good or bad to get to where we need to be, right, or where we want to be because. I think that, like, you know, like a big part of my life, very similar to you, is a lot of the change that I was driven was driven for other people's acceptance. Whether that's, like, that, is that something that's a healthy thing to do? No. But I wouldn't be sitting here Correct. in front of you if it wasn't for that at some point. You're going to understand how to be able to deal with these things, but you've got to use the fuel that you have. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever's fueling you to change... For the better, by the way, like don't get me wrong, yeah, the photo shoot was extreme and um and photo shoots are more extreme levels. We we understand going into it, and I even had said to you, like, you know, the result that you get at the end is not going to be something you're going to be able to sustain forever. Mm-hmm. Like, right, and, and the, the process isn't going to be a sustainable process, but understand what you're going to learn about things along the way is what's going to be the biggest takeaway, right? But you've got to use the fuel that whatever fuel you've got to get you the result that you want because fuel is fuel whether it's positive or negative, whether it's because, you know, you're feeling hard done by by someone else or whatever. Whatever fuel you've got, use it if it's going to better you. You know what I mean? Not if it's going to make you fucking work. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But <laughs> if it's going to better you, fucking use the fuel. Yeah. So we got to 2017. We smashed the photo shoot. Obviously, we went through a lot. There was a lot of resilience, a lot of discipline. We turned up. Yeah. Um, you know, you had a lot of people in your life telling you, um, that what you were doing was wrong because they probably hadn't seen it mm-hmm. ever in the life. And even back then in 2017, man, like photo shoots are a regular fucking thing now. But back in are 2017, they? like they, they're not like they weren't like in the fitness space and stuff like that. Like the you know it was coaches that were doing photo shoots, not very many like you would see often clients mm-hmm. doing it. Like you know, whereas you look at how the fitness space is is has changed over the last seven years, you know more people more and more people have, who are training and, and getting into the gym and stuff because it's a lot more popular now to be which is a good thing right but a lot of people i mean you look at the amount of people competing now you look at the amount of people like you know that stuff wasn't as i don't want to say mainstream right but it wasn't as mainstream back then mm-hmm. as well, you know what i mean it's more prominent yeah it's, it's a lot more prominent yeah. yeah for sure so what happens next so finish finish the photo shoot february 2017 um uh, and I, I, I died for him mm-hmm. big time because I look the best I've ever looked in my life we're going to bulk up now right okay what can I do well it's just going to be pizzas and chips and, you know what I mean because I'm going to put weight on that's fine that's how it needs to be mm-hmm. alright yeah okay cool. rebound hard yeah. rebound fucking hard uh, and I start fit, put myself in a, a state of Almost a uh, post range spot, yeah, because I'm not looking the way I want to look. Yep, I'm. Uh, I don't feel the way I want to feel, um, and it's almost like it. It, it was like I convinced myself the way I looked for the photo shoot and how shredded I got. It was almost like you've had your day in the sun now. You need to go back to being Callum the yeah. way you are. Yeah. Okay, because as much as much as I built up the resiliency and the mindset for the photo shoot. Um, I didn't understand 
how not sustainable that was yeah. to the point where it was like, well, you got the way you looked. Fantastic. That's great. Let's just carry on being Callum now. Callum's yeah, always going to be a chunky yeah. guy. Callum's going to be a guy who maybe carries a bit extra timber about and everything like that. And no matter what you said or what I said to myself, it was almost like, Callum, you've had your time now. Yeah. Let's just, come on, carry yeah, on with your life. Fine. All right, go back to where you are. So I dive-bombed pretty. But I ended up saying to myself, I need to do something. So I booked in for a second photo shoot. Yeah. Exactly a year after I'd done the first yeah. to see if I could improve on the results that I had the day the, the, the year before. Um and this is where it starts getting into the dark stuff mm. because uh that we started prepping for that photo shoot in the September again. Mm. Uh and that's where I find out that Rachel, my wife, is pregnant mm. with Robin. Which I that was um as much as we spoke about that it was wanting to happen and all that I still I was never ready for the fact that yeah. that, that Rachel now had a, a living being inside her. So, like, if we can paint a picture of who I am as a person at that time, mm-hmm. I am someone who's been at the top, peak fitness-wise, looking fantastic, but that was only the shell of who I was. Yeah, inside, yeah, all the wires were all crossed differently. Yeah, yeah. And nothing nothing was set proper. Nothing yeah. had been sorted. And I'm talking about nothing had been sorted from like childhood you know what i mean I, like the fact that i looked the best felt the best it was almost another mask to yeah, to, yeah. to to look to cover over the stuff that i maybe didn't want to accept what yeah. was happening and how i felt in my life so i went into that photo shoot uh expecting to be a dad um and the mind the mindset was just never was just never right because it's never like to, like to fill them in again like when you find when I find out I'm going to be a dad instantly all my insecurities start coming to the yeah. forefront uh, I'm never going to be a, I'm not going to be a good enough yeah. no way I'm only a, I only work in a warehouse mm-hmm. how can how, how, how can I tell my little well I didn't know it was a girl at the yeah, time, yeah, but yeah. How, how can I tell my little girl to go and achieve her dreams how can I go and tell her to go and stick to what she wants and, and move in her life uh, uh, whereas I'm not setting any sort of blueprint out for her. This is how I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just a, a, a an idiot that works in an office, in a warehouse. So, you know, I'm an insecure guy that doesn't believe he's good enough to be the dad. To be a dad, he's not. I'm failing at my responsibilities of being a husband, and I'm in my own world of like, like I, like, like almost like I can't cope. But the fact that I've said, right, we need to prep for this photo shoot for the following year, I need to have, a, even if it's like 1% of resiliency, at least just go to the gym and do the programme yeah. Blair's asking me to do, regardless of um, how, it, how it makes me feel. Yeah. It's almost like, I've said to you I'm doing it, so we're going to do it, rather than looking back on it, maybe yeah. we should have pulled the plug and yeah. said, right, forget it, because it's not right. Um, you struggled. You struggled at the time to talk about where you're at. A hundred percent. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Everything was fine. Like, like I was wearing the emotions on my face. A hundred percent. But there is no way I, I could have spoke to anybody about anything. Yeah, yeah. Um. And this isn't a reflection on my wife whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, she had her own thing going on. Yeah, trying to keep course. Trying to keep Robin alive. You yeah. know what I mean? But I, I fell into that very 
pity party. What about yeah. me? This is this is rough, man. I don't yeah. know how to. I don't know how to deal with this. Um. So yeah, but I, I say thank you for that second photo shoot, but at the same time, you should have pulled the plug because that photo shoot gave me like, if you can imagine, like like a tunnel, a black black tunnel. Yeah. yeah but there's just that that chunk of light coming yeah, through. Yeah. That's what the photo shoot was giving me to get me through Rachel's pregnancy. Yeah. Because sometimes that's gonna be. Like, uh, you know what, like whether it's yeah, maybe like yeah, the results at the end of that shoot were good, maybe not as good as the first one. Um, mm, yeah, okay. But I think sometimes the what it gave you was just that kind of reason to keep showing up. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, absolutely. See, if, if, I did, if we didn't have the photo shoot, you could be planning me for four days of training a week. I would yeah, maybe I maybe doing two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and sacking off my cardio and stuff like yeah. that. So I had to, because there was money exchanged with photo yeah. shoots and paying for it, that I had to go and make it. There's also but, a little bit of that ego as well, of like I need to do what I said I was going to do type mm. thing as well. Yeah, yeah, I need to go and see, oh, yeah, exactly. So struggled entirely through that. So that would have been in September all the way around to the photo shoot in the February. Um, eh, Like every day, mm. every day. I'm not trying, I'm not going to paint this complete black no, picture that everybody's going to be listening like, fuck me, come on. <laughs> I mean, but, but if there is any sort of relatability yeah, from yeah. people listening to this, thinking that that's just constant, yeah. every day, waking up, I'm no good enough. Constantly, like this nightmare is mm-hmm. is 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 real. Yeah. In that sense, you know, I I'm never you know, and then you start you start convincing yourself of like, you know, Robin's not even born yet, and you're thinking like she deserves such a, you know, much a, a better father in her life mm-hmm. than what I can give. You know, you're this not even, you're not even a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but this is where my self esteem is. Yeah, it's man, it's through the floor. Yeah. And you start really thinking about certain things about like she deserves to ha- just have the best start in life, and all I would do would be sort of bring in her back a bit. So like I'm going to start, I could start thinking about right. Let's um, start eradicating yourself from the mm-hmm. the the equation because I was as much as I was in that dark state of I'll, I'll call it depression. I was never yeah. ever ever diagnosed. Because I never had that bottle to go and speak to someone about it, but I would say it was depression for sure. Um, like I, when you're in that sort of state of mind and you're thinking, like you really are thinking, right? Well, I, I, I am aware yeah. that I am the problem. Yeah. I'm making you feel like this because of how I'm reacting. I'm making you feel like this because of the way I'm behaving. So I know I'm the problem. Yeah. Um. So let me get rid of the problem. Yeah. And that's when you start thinking about that sort of stuff. Um Yeah. So that, that that's 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 where I was come session photo shoot. So what what happens next then for Cal? Photo shoot happened and then it was just like a coast into Rachel giving birth. Yeah. Everything. Again, you want to talk about rebounding after the first the first photo shoot. This was Double, yeah, because the, pre- the pressure and everything that was going on in life is just like monumentally bigger. Yeah, right? yeah, this was like a nice. this was like we've been invaded. And we've got a dog in the we've got a dog in dog cuddling up under the couch. Yeah, it was part of the so I so talk talk about double, triple rebound yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I've never seen weight go on me quicker, quicker, it's quick in yeah. my light. I mean, and there was, there was nothing, nothing you could probably do, or anybody, honestly, God. And, 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 and I was coming in, so Rachel was giving birth in the May, 
we would we had just said her like cheerio to the like Easter side of stuff yeah, yeah. so plenty of Easter eggs <laughs> cream eggs oh, honestly God, <laughs> f- f- you know 50 pence um, uh, Easter, Easter eggs, eggs. Uh, that shit chocolate though, man. I mean, that shit chocolate's so good, isn't it? It's just Moorish, I'm, I'm, I'm munching it, but what the fuck's the point? What's the point? It doesn't matter. Who cares? Who cares? Oh, give me the next one. <laughs> who cares? And honestly, just, just eating my emotions properly. Yeah. Um, so I Rachel give birth, and she gives me my the biggest present I've ever had in my life, which is little Robin, mm-hmm. and uh, just. Talk about bad to worse. <laughs> no. It just every day. I mean, people that are listening that have children that have that sort of understanding of what it's like, especially when you're the parent for the first time. Mm. You don't know which way's up. You don't know which way's down. Your sleep's all over the glass. Yeah, man. Some days, you know, your sleep's knackered. Um, you're at each other's throats as parents yeah. because what you're doing might not be what seems to be decent or good enough to the other parents yeah. said, you know, they're I'm doing it wrong type thing, mm. you know, let me take care of it and stuff. And um Yeah, you see you end up battling, you know, and I think I think that's the things that parents don't talk about as well. Is like, see, because it's such a big shift change in your life, there's such huge response. You're now responsible for this living, breathing little being. Mm. And like you have both never done this before. And there's that like we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Stress is high, sleep is low, energy is low routine is out of play you've got like, to work too you've got, got to, to work and you've got to still fund the houses there's the financial pressure that that brings it's there's a lot of push and pull and that does it takes our strain and the thing is, is like, you, you all know it yourself mate and it's like and this is such something that's so common with like parents is like when they become parents is like you forget to nurture the, the relationships that you have mm-hmm. you know and it, it now becomes it's not like a we it's a it's about them which yeah i think like you've got to put your kid you, you've got to put your kid first but you can't neglect the relationship mm-hmm. you have with each other but that tends to be what falls oh, absolutely. and stuff um so yeah it's a, it's a test uh, testing time uh, right? it's extremely testing time and stuff and it, it, you know leaning on my like how i was as a person back then and stuff again about you know if I'm if I'm doing things, and it's maybe not working out, or, or Rachel's then taking over control of Robin and doing things, and that's just eating into my my whole thing of well I'm not good enough yeah, right, because yeah. I can't take care of it myself. Yeah. Um, I'm it, I can't begin to describe to you. I mean, hopefully I'm painting a picture like yeah, no, that that just just how uh, not even unsure of who I am or was as a person, but like just. What am I trying to say? Like, the, 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 I had I had no belief in myself whatsoever. Yeah, like, I could yeah. I could tie my shoes, mate. You know what I mean? I, like, I, like, that, it was getting to that point. Right. Like, I couldn't. I could butter bread. That's what. Uh, honest to God, but I was just. I felt like I was getting in the way of everybody. Yeah. And it was like, right now, now, if I'm getting in the way of everybody, Robin needs a dad that and clearly not stepping up or. Or, or or being the best person, mm-hmm. and that's when you, that's when I'm at the dark place. Yeah. Eh, when you start talking about what ice yourself and stuff mm-hmm. and everything, so, um, yeah, made one attempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't work. Obviously, still sitting here. Obviously, um, but I can make light yet. No, you know what I mean. But it's, like, at the time, made one attempt. Uh, and there's people that probably listen to this that probably doesn't realise that but mm-hmm. I'm at a place where people if they want to hear it that's fine it might be mm-hmm. difficult for them to hear but whatever um, 
and I it was getting to that it was getting to that point where mm. it was like we we are we are nobody or nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of training and nutrition and stuff, it's, it's just non existent in my yeah, life. I mean, which mean, like when 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 your head's in that space, man, that stuff doesn't even enter your mind, mm-hmm. you know? Like Like I, I believed I was doing that because I was taking myself out of the equation. Yeah. So the fact that I was going to do it when Robin was so young that she wouldn't have any sort of recognition yeah. of who you I felt was. Like, you felt like what you were doing was the betterment for other people. But the better for everybody. Yeah. The better for everybody. You know, and the exterior people too. Even to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You didn't need me as a client that's like this. Yeah. So I'll get myself away. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that rumbled on for a, for the first year of Robin's life. That was every day. Yeah. Right? Because those, those thoughts don't leave you. Man. No, the thoughts don't leave you. Know, when you wake up, they're there, mm-hmm. your eyes. And, and, and bear in mind as well that the job that I was in and the environment that I was working in in the office that I worked in an extremely toxic yeah very male dominated um you know i wasn't part of the conversations a lot because everybody was speaking about you know smoking drinking you know lassies and all that so it's, uh, that's not my type of stuff yeah, that i want to talk about time. so i never felt like i wanted to get involved in that conversation lucky acceptance and lucky yeah. acceptance yeah yeah i'm different i'm weird yeah, yeah. i've got to get myself out of here yeah. you know so what was the what was the turning point man? turning point i went to a men's health group Amazing. men's health group um it was just before the pandemic so february 2020 uh, in fall and it was a monday night and i had i had if you think like of a soaking wet towel i had wrung everything out i was i've got nothing to lose i've got nothing to lose going to this this these people could rip me apart for how i feel i That's honestly really i honestly yeah. don't care right. um and i came back from that meeting having a good conversation with with, with people speaking to him about um how I felt and how I felt that Robin maybe didn't necessarily need yeah. me in our life type thing. And there was one guy there that spoke about how he had lost his two daughters to suicide and that he's a father missing two daughters. And he says there's nothing more there's there's nothing bigger in his life mm. than that hole that his that his daughters have left for him. Kim mm. so that was extremely relatable hearing a dad talking about that about his daughters to the point where I was like, well, I need to give Robin something if I'm here. You know what I mean? Um, went and saw counsellors and went and saw therapy, seat therapy and all that sort of stuff. And it gave me some sort of foothold into where my life was. Mm. And that... Not necessarily like all is all lost because I still felt it was all lost, but it was like I need to I need to find something. Well, you've got a, okay. you've got you've got a new path. I know, I know. It's it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> they thoughts are they thoughts are they thoughts are okay now. But um, it's like right, okay, and I'll and I'm gonna uh, the next thing I'll say. I don't want it to offend people in this in yeah, in, in a way. No, like you just got to speak. But like I said, it was just before the pandemic. Yeah. The pandemic saved me in a way. Yeah. Because I think, I think I think a lot of people would say the same. The pandemic saved me because the world I was living in at that point, I couldn't cope. Yeah. And the it, and, it and the world went that. we're shutting down. The world yeah. ah, you're gonna go to work and you're gonna come home. That's all you're gonna do. Yeah. You're gonna go to work and go to go home. And then when, I, when you go home you're going to have a, a wife and a daughter there. Okay. You don't need to worry about going to the gym. 
then you need to worry about going to see your family, see your friends, everything. Work home, work home, work home. And it was almost like that's what I needed. It yeah. needed to be simplified to that point yeah. where that's all you need to do. Uh. Wake up, go to work and come home. Then you worry about nothing else. Yeah. So, and also it gave me a chance to work a wee bit more, which ultimately yeah. meant I earned a bit more, which yeah. meant I could contribute a bit more money to the house. Yeah. It's like the right thing or maybe the wrong thing for the right reasons. Yeah, exactly, place, exactly. Because right? I, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to offend any, anybody that was yeah. affected by that pandemic and just changed their life forever and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I don't want them to. Yeah, but like, look at the end of the day, mate, you've got to speak your story, man. And like, I think everyone's going to have a different story when it came out of the pandemic and how it changed them. I mean, it massively changed my life and how what I do in my career and what mm-hmm. we do. And like, I think for yourself, mate, it's very much the same. It, the impact it had on your life for a lot of people out there, it was negative. But for you, mate, I think it's it's nice to hear that there was positives. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, you know, because there's a lot of people that when the pandemic happened, they went the opposite way. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah. you're that one person who was the opposite way in the pandemic came and you swung positive. It, what helped was I didn't even sort of notice it. Yeah, I wasn't even looking for that. Yeah, I just kind of had... fell. I just kind of fell into it. Yeah, and that routine started to develop. And so, how did things begin to kind of move forward? So, there? yeah, going through the you know what the pandemic was like. It was just monotonous. It was yeah. horrible. It was disgusting. But at the time, I got given the opportunity to go and get my HGV license yeah. from Tesco. Put me through the work scheme. And I should have been driving a lot earlier than when I did, but yeah. obviously the pandemic and everything, that was fine and stuff. So that was that gave me another thing to look forward to. Even yeah. though I'm in the middle of a pandemic, doing a job I don't want to do with a boss that I don't like, mm-hmm. there was always, almost like that black tunnel with yeah, the chink, yeah, yeah. you light through it. I've got to get a license to drive a truck, which ultimately I'll take my, my, my money to here, to here, and I, and I can really start to put stuff together and, yeah. and keep money together. So... I took the pandemic as a time I really started picking up books and and educating myself on certain things about um, self-help. I, I took an Audible subscription out, mm-hmm. so self-help books. I learned about money as much mm-hmm. as I could, you know, about where to put money, how to save money, where they, you know, have a... Because I was on my knees, yeah. you know what I mean, in terms of financially, Rachel and I... We were doing this, that, and the next. The minute a baby comes along, you're like, oh my god, yeah, can what I mean? It's like, yeah, hundred percent, not cheap. <laughs> so I'm trying to educate myself up. So you go through the pandemic, and ultimately end up becoming a HGV driver, getting my license, started driving 2021, and then doing that. It's quite weird because, and it it does connect, but see when you see yourself. I'm not a money driven guy and that's in any sense of the matter like it's good to have it but see when you know that you're getting paid well for doing a job well mm-hmm. it almost builds that inside you if you know what I mean that you're getting rewarded appropriately for what you're doing yeah. which ultimately then started to sort of teach me about holding my, myself accountable to standards yeah. to turning up every day to giving the best out of the situation that I've got wait a minute, I'm back at the first photo shoot again. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've got that mentality of the first photo shoot again, but I'm I'm, I'm transfer- I'm, positive like and I'm transferring it to my work. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what I mean? So everything I'd learned in that first photo shoot is now, that mentality side yeah, of it, I'm, now, I'm not putting it into my work now. Here we go. So, so I've made that link and I can imagine that that's come subconsciously, if you know what I mean. 
and it was it's building that every day in that sense of making sure you got your work and giving yourself giving a good account of yourself at your work and making sure that you you get paid a good you get paid good money for a good day's work. Yeah. That builds a lot of things inside you and then it, that can transfer into different things in, in, into what you're doing in your life, like stepping back into yeah. the gym, building your relationships mm-hmm. with your family and your, your your wife and your kid and everything like that to that point where that's all I've, that's what I've been doing since 2021, been driving the, 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 the trucks. It's, it's took a time to adjust because days are never the same. Mm-hmm. So in terms of nutrition, in terms of training and that can always change every yeah. week. But it's about understanding that I've got that consistency, that foothold, that um, purpose mm-hmm. that to put, to be able to provide. But, but that's where it comes from, right? It's like that thing I said I think especially a big thing for guys as well, like is having that purpose that like you're providing with you're creating security and safety for mm-hmm. your families. Yep. That's huge. I've I've kind of sort of glossed a wee bit but 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 yeah but there's like it was never ever plain sailing after yeah. I got the HGV yeah, HGV so. work and everything like that. No, I'm still I was still peaking and troughing mm. and it 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 would come round to about this time last year, you and I went for a walk. Yeah. With Harrison. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah I remember that. Um and I remember you we a check in and then you give me the voice note and I always remember you ask I even remember I was coming back from Lockerbie. And you sent me the voice mail, mail, the voice message saying, um, you know, how's Callum doing, and what does what does Callum want from the fitness journey, and all that sort of stuff. You know, your sort of box standard questions for for me to answer. And I remember giving you about a ten minute answer about, you know, um, Blair, I want to be more confident. I want to be more consistent. I want to have abs. I want to be, uh, I want to be a strong guy. I want to be a handsome guy. I want to be a really I, I want to be everything that I feel that I'm not, mm. you know? And it's after I sent you that message, I, th- I was thinking to myself, I'm talking like I once spoke to you before Photoshoot 1 and stuff like that. Why am I still feeling like this? Yeah. I've been as cut down in terms of uh, weight. Yeah. I've, I've looked my best. I've looked mm. fantastic. I've been there. Mm. I've... Why have I not kicked on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why have I? Why am I still asking my mate and trainer yeah. the same for question. the same que- the same questions seven years down the line? And that's when it's like, right, I have to take a deep dive. I have to really take a deep dive into myself. Mm-hmm. Why? Why am I? Why am I still feeling like? Uh, ultimately, that twelve-year-old boy that moved from Mid Calder to Muriston yeah. and then never had friends at that. Yeah. Um, and that's when I started going into really, like, I took hypnotherapy. Yeah, man. I, mean, I yeah. took hypnotherapy. And it was weird because they took me, she took me on this, this journey, like, in my mind and stuff, to the point where I could only really take myself back to, I, I was talking like I was a 12-year-old boy mm-hmm. because inside me, I felt like a 12-year-old boy, mm-hmm. you know? I felt like that 12-year-old boy, even though I had a wife, mm-hmm. even though I had a daughter, I've got the house, I've got a good job. It's almost like um, I still don't feel who I want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and working with a fitness therapist and myself, taking it all back to the point where there has it's been points in my life when I've been a kid that I'm wearing, I'm still wearing as a kid, yeah, as, yeah. as an adult. 
Yeah. And I'm making decisions based as a 12-year-old kid yeah, ra- yeah. rather than making it as an adult. Like, I was I was big for being a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Huge. Mm-hmm. And that t- I take that back to childhood. Yeah. Where I want to be... Um, I want to please the person who's maybe angry or yeah. I want to please the person who's um, in a in a foul mood yeah, yeah, of or, or, or they're feeling down I want to be I want to make them happy, happy yeah. yeah so I'm starting to put masks on again there we go I was I could never rid myself of that mm-hmm. so I was never going to carry on as a person until I'd addressed all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff and the minute I've realised what that key was in terms of unlocking that door. Yeah. It was like um, it was like I finally realised that I'm doing all these sort of things for other people. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm getting shredded for a first photo shoot, and um, I'm doing that because I want Rachel to think I look amazing, rather than I want to look myself yeah, yeah. good myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, as of that, every decision after sort of thinking like that and moving moving forward with that is like, every decision I make, am I doing this for me? Yeah. I, I have that awareness to be able to think, am I doing this for me? Am I doing it for the right reasons yeah. for me? Or am I doing it because I want to be able to be seen by other people yeah. by do it, making that decision? You know, right. you need to do something. Well, aye, so, so, yeah, aye, so making decisions about... Am I doing this for myself or, yeah. am I, or, or am I doing it because I'm wanting to people please or I'm wanting to influence people or I want to... No, sorry, not influence people, but am I wanting to um, be seen as something in somebody yeah. else's eye? So that's how we get round to this. The photo shoot that I'm doing now with you, this is the first photo shoot that I'm doing now where I'm doing it for me. Yeah. Yeah. This is me. Now, okay, it's coming out on this podcast, and I, but there is you... And one other person out with my household of Rachel and Robin, yeah. you and one other person that knows that I'm doing this photo shoot mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter one bit. Yeah. Who knows about me doing this? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. I'm not. I there, there used to be a time where I would say I'm you know I'm doing a fitness photo shoot and I would thrive off of people. Mm-hmm. What's a fitness photo shoot? Mm-hmm. Oh, I get attention, right? Yeah, I get that attention, right? Whereas now, it's not about attention. It, it's not. It's about. It's almost bringing it together. Yeah. Doing the first photo shoot, how I was yep. in the middle where I was. Well, it's like a, it's, it's like a, I'm bookending it. Yeah. I'm bookending it. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't do social media. I've got mm-hmm. nothing in terms of social media and everything like that. These photographs, you'll get them. Mm-hmm. And the only reason if they'll end up online is if you want to use them mm-hmm. to promote anything mm-hmm. or do, do whatever you like about, with yeah, it. Do whatever you like. Talk about your journey. But I am not. I, I don't do social media. In that sense, um, so this photo shoot is is for me. Yeah, I want to look my best for it, and I'm going to give it everything. But there is things that are going to be happening after the photo shoot where it's like I always say it to myself now. It's like the way I am, and the way I'm dieting, and the way I'm eating. This is me now. Mm-hmm. This isn't me for six months, and then we'll see how we get on later. Yeah. This is me now. In that sense. And it's not like ride or die, yeah, Callum. Yeah. Like, this is me now, get on board, yeah, or yeah. I'm going to cut you away. Yeah, yeah, of course. But this is me now. I'm at the point now where it's like, well, if you want to go for a drink, fine. I don't. Yeah. I don't, because it doesn't align with what I want to do. Yeah. This is me now. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's having that awareness of being able to stop thinking about satisfying other people. It's not satisfying. It's not by myself. You know what I mean? And it's um, it's it's all. I never feel I'm done. In yeah. the sense, you know, you're not you're not ever done with me. Like, like, like I look back at all the things that I've done, photo shoots and all that sort of stuff, and and go to Iron Man coming up, and mm-hmm. it's it, there's there's always going to be there's all that's what I said this. I think I said this before, but there's always. There's no, like when you start a journey like this when it's better in yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, right? It, 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 there's no end to that journey. There isn't it. And I think that's where a lot of people still get caught up and all where a lot of I people did. lose is because they think that it's for a period of time and then that once they get to that point, they can relax and they can step off. And it's like, yeah, of course, like well, you're not going to be on these calories for the rest of your life. You're not going to be dieting aggressively for the rest of your life. Of course you're not. But the art of improving yourself physically, mentally, emotionally is never going to stop. So the photo shoot is bookending a, a, a very big turning point in your life. Mm-hmm. But it's also the start of the rest of it in the sense Correct. of like how you look after yourself, so the decisions you make, what you do, how you how you choose to turn up, how you choose to fuel yourself, feed yourself, exercise yourself, right? Like you've done them all before. It's like, it's not with the, and that's where... I don't want people to get confused in the terms of like with what Callum's saying here in the in the sense of like this is who he is now. It's not the you know the harsh calories. It has to be oh yeah yeah, yeah. Or anything like that. It's the it's the mindset and how the structure the routines and how you're choosing to serve yourself now moving forward. And it isn't. It's, there's no end to this man. So you know I'm not you know there, there could be I mean in between that like people won't know like he went to Philadelphia and run the Rocky Half Marathon with his dad yeah that's right who, did, yeah. who we coached as well to that which was amazing for the pair he used to be able to go away and do that fantastic moment um, so it's and whether he and Callum decides to do events of any nature in the future it, they're just points that are going to help with symbolising or highlighting changes that he's made yeah. it's not about the event it's almost it's almost like a showcase yeah it's like I get to show that that event will show or be able to give me an opportunity to show what what, what I've done for six months yeah 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 like, like, like the game when I played at Easter Road yeah I'd been training for four months yeah uh, I had a bad ankle and everything like that yeah. too but I was trying to manage it still scored two goals I still scored two goals still scored two goals I'm really good at football but, but the event itself Excuse me. It was the event was my, it, it was fantastic. Yeah. But it meant more to me getting through a ninety minute game of football and playing in front of like my dad who was a big Hibs yeah. fan and my granddad who was a big mm-hmm. Hibs fan and having that opportunity to go and play that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I would never have been able to do it without tr- start. So the game is in yeah. May. I had to start training in the January. Yeah, you know what I mean? I so that. I had to get myself that 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 was that was the showcase, kind yeah, of to get yeah. myself through. And, and, it, and it's and it's it's that it's those progression points, right? Mm-hmm. Of you bettering yourself in some way, yep. shape, or form to be able to do these. And I think that's what people need to realise that you know when it comes to photo shoots and all that sort of stuff as well. Like this is where people can have a misconception with that. It's not about the end photo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about. It isn't really about if you have abs or not at the end of the photo. It's about what you've had to do and change in your life to improve it right it's the process over the product that will always be the biggest driving point so you know like when people some people get to the end of a photo shoot and the, the photos and they'll be like it's not the image that i had in my head and it's like get rid of maybe, it. maybe maybe that image in your head isn't something you can obtain just yet 
But look at the structure, the discipline, the resilience that you had to go through in order to get that. That's character building. That's that that's massive, and it's how that then impacts. Because if you look back at the first photo shoot, right, which was a fantastic result, but and there was a lot of good characterizations that you got from it, resilience, discipline. But there was a lot of negatives that came with the first. Oh shoot. yeah, a ton of negatives that came with the second. But then you look at it. It's like you come back seven years later and that photo shoot, the first one, even though the you know, people would have listened and thought, you know, as much as you look great, it, it seemed to have had more of a negative impact than a positive impact. Here he is seven years later looking back and being like, There's things that I learned in that shoot that have properly benefited my life. And if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be at this point. You know what I mean? So I think that's something that's super important for people to understand from your story here, mate, is that, like, there's been a lot of ups and downs. Absolutely. Um, like anybody's life. Yeah, you know what I mean? um, and there's been a lot of low lows, but everything has taught you a lesson and it's all come back to that point of reflecting, uh -huh. right, about you being able to take stock of what's been going on. And, mm -hmm. yeah, for some people, I think it takes a bit of time for us to sit back and be like, what's actually going on but I think one thing is is like at some point you took ownership of where you were I, I, I firmly believe I did you took ownership and responsibility and that's has been like good thing. good and negative yeah, yeah of course yeah. I mean I had to I had to I had to admit and, and accept that I was I was a terrible human being at times yeah and that's hard that's hard to accept that yeah but I'm comfortable saying it well, how, how would I word it so Accepting that you were bad at times, you understand why you were. Yeah, I understand why I was because I was in a, I was in a a whirlwind of emotions of not knowing who I was. Yeah. But that does not excuse my actions and the person I was. Yeah, I've got an understanding of why I was like that, but it doesn't excuse. I have to own every yeah. single action that I yeah. took yeah. in terms. Hundred percent, mate. Because again, like look look all the way back, and that this is something I say to a lot of people, right? And it's it's actually one of the first videos that someone will listen to when they join the program, right? And they go on, and the first video it's all about ownership and responsibility, mm -hmm. right? Because if we're not willing to take ownership and responsibility for the positions that we are currently in, physical, mental, financial, emotional, whatever it may be, whether things have happened to you for you or by you, you still have to take responsibility for that, mm -hmm. right? Because we've always got a responsibility. If something happens to you, we've got a responsibility on how we choose to react to it. If we've done something, we have to take ownership and responsibility that we chose to do that, right? It's regard and it's the hardest thing that you can do. Is, and and like, I don't think anyone is a master of that shit because we're always going to get points where we get frustrated, angry, annoyed, emotional, whatever. But it's about being able to take note and, and step back and being like, even after it's happened, when you reflect on it, can I take ownership for it? Mm -hmm. A really simple one I say is like, see if you were driving your car, right? And somebody ran into the back of you, right? Immediately, it's like, blame, blame, blame. They're to fall. They ran into the back of me. It's like, can you take ownership in that moment in time? Because you chose to be in the car and go on that journey and be at that position. Like, if you chose not to go in the car that day, you wouldn't have been in that position and that person wouldn't have ran into the back of you. So you've got some ownership and responsibility for being in that position at that point in time. You might not been, have been the causation of the accident or the causation of someone running into you, but you're part of it. And owning your part is huge mm -hmm. within anything. So, like, when someone's at a point where they are, like, starting, you know, maybe they're overweight, they're unhappy, like, we need to take ownership of where we are. Mm -hmm. 
because if we do, then mate, if you look at them, the the emotional and mental, um, like I don't want. I feel like progress is a really shit word to use for it, right? But development, maybe mm-hmm. that you've had over the last three four years, it's all started with you taking ownership and responsibility for everything and what you do. And it's never been easy, but it's allowed you to get into a mindset that I have never seen you in ever. Like concrete, focused, resilient acceptance of every, anything and everything. You're in the best position you've been. How you feel about yourself, best position you've probably been in terms of your relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you're absolutely like a an idol of a dad. The way that you turn up and the way that you work. You're never going to feel like that, right? And I, don't, I think that's a big thing about dads is because we always want to be better, right? But if you're doing 100% and giving 100%, you're doing the very best you fucking yeah. can, right? And that's what you do. That's what you do. And you turn up for that. Well, that's one thing as well I need to remember is, see, you've just com- complimented me fantastically there. And I thank you for that, really. I, I have to... We, we are... We're, people are, you know, I'm around and everything like that. We are almost designed almost to not hear that sort of compliment and go ah, ah, ah. I feel like it's very British society oh, I fucking hate a compliment and, I'm saying, like... and one of the best and one of the best things I feel I could do for myself is, is take compliments like that and, and not necessarily think that you've got anything other than love for saying that yeah, you know yeah. you know. so I, I, there's, I, no, there's I, no second agenda yeah. do you know what I think it is with because with, I'm very much the same mate. I think it's people it's not that we've struggled to take the compliment it's, it's that we don't know how we should react to it mm-hmm. But sometimes just saying thank you, I appreciate thank that. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes, just thanking yeah. someone for a compliment is, is, is huge. So, um, okay, mate, to kind of wrap this up, because I know this has been a long one, which yeah. is good though, but it's been good. It's been an amazing insight yeah, into you, mate. But listening. if you can if you can give the people listening kind of, I don't want to say one because it's probably too many, <laughs> but we can maybe say like two to three of your biggest lessons or takeaways that you think might benefit them, what would that be? Biggest life lessons, biggest lessons, biggest lessons for your full journey. Um, understand or begin to try and understand who you are mm-hmm. in the sense of you might not even like the answer, yeah, but you have to, like, so we'll go, we'll go back to just what you were saying, but understand who you are, yeah, and and what you're about, yeah good or negative yeah and i swear to god see the minute you accept that process you will become even if it's one percent better than you were when you before you had that because you're taking that little step to have an understanding of where i am and who i am yeah and 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 how can someone I gather it's not some as simple always as simple as just that one thing. Mm-hmm. But how could someone who's listening to this do that? Um, I could only give them my examples. Yeah. So therapy. Mm-hmm. Speak to a therapist. Now I had a couple of therapists that it didn't work for me, I didn't feel they were getting me. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a couple there that were quite good that sort of put me on yeah. the journey. Um, the men's mental health group that I went to um, but you've got to put the work in too yeah. in the terms of read Yeah, that's how I've done it read. Yeah. read because I've done 
and I'm just throwing a number out there, 70 self-help books, yeah. right? Every self-help book has got the exact same core principles, yeah. regardless of yeah. what spice and what herbs and whatever you want yeah. to put on it. It's the exact same things. Understand who you are. Yeah. And take accountability for the person you are in the moment. Yeah. And then the minute you do that and you have an understanding, that's when you can then start thinking about, right, now where am I wanting to go? Yeah. What am I wanting to do? It's like take stock. Yeah. Accept. Accept. And, by, and a byproduct of that as well is, it sounds really wanky. <laughs> <laughs> it's self-love. Yeah, man. No, I, I like, it's that, um, that's what they say about discipline, right? The guy, do you know, a guy called Joe Throne? He's, again, you don't have social media, so this guy's, he, ice baths and stuff are massive, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and this guy done an ice bath and he always kind of gives some, but he put it absolutely tremendously when it came to talking about discipline. I actually done a video and put it in the group chat after I listened to it. So like, discipline is the highest form of self-love because it's about doing things in the moment that you don't want to do that you know your future self will thank you for. Mm. That is the highest level of self-love that you can have is discipline. Right, so it's like, how can I start doing this shit, and and, and that can go away in terms of that self love and accepting it, and that's what some people can do here. It's like going to the gym; you don't want to fucking do it every day. Eating better, making decisions where you don't want to drink alcohol or you don't want to go out, and you want to start staying and focus on the things that serve you right now. There's times that that's going to be tough to do. Sticking to the discipline of doing that's the highest form of self love you can show yourself. You know what I mean? What's the next point? One more. So self. So self love big one and uh, understand who you are yep. um, in terms of t- don't ever 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 let anyone influence what you're trying to do or stop you trying to do what you're trying to do in that sense of for somebody listening to this four stone overweight whatever I want to do a photo shoot, but I just know the minute I bring it up, my wife's going to say, what you want to do that for? Or my husband's going to go, you might be able to do that. See if you've got that seed in your head already that you want to do a photo shoot, and you've you've, you've got that bit of, Ooh. to do it, then he ever let anyone get involved in how your mindset is towards what you want to achieve. Yeah. And I took that, that's a lot from the working side of how I've, like when I worked in that office with a really toxic yeah. manager and a really bad manager, every comment was, um, so I was dying for the second photo shoot yeah. whilst dealing with a pregnancy, whilst, you know, being in a job. Well, I didn't like, fucking well done my shoulder. And uh, he'll turn around and he'll go, what are you dieting for? Uh-huh. What are you dieting for? You know, what, what are you dieting for? You just eat seaweed and, uh, and yeah, salad and all that. I mean, he ever tell me, what, you're an actor. What you been in? Oh, train spotting two, blah blah blah. Oh, have you guys? So you've not made it yet. Just gear up, mate. No. Just gear up. See that? Yeah. See the minute you be you you have that inner belief to become bulletproof towards nonsense like no. that, you become unfucking stoppable. Yeah, mate. You really become yeah. unstoppable because there's nothing you could say to me that would stop me going to stand in front of that camera. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like as much as. I'm going to do the photo shoot and I'm doing it with you and everything like that. I'm in that place where I, I'm doing the photo shoot. Yeah. You can be there if you want, Blair. Yeah. 
Or you don't have to be. Yeah. It's entirely up to say, I know you will be. But yeah. like, <laughs> no, no, no. I know you will be. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't make a fucking difference because you're doing it. And yeah. that's what you want to do. And, and, it's, and that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's resiliency. Mm-hmm. That's, that's being knocked on your arse 50, 60, 70 times in a month, maybe, or whatever. If you build that inner strength to sit and never have anyone have the power of influence over you where you go, ah, maybe they're right. Yeah. Nah, maybe they're right. I shouldn't have maybe do the photo shoot. What was I thinking? Yeah. Fucking yeah, I, I didn't worry about me. You you get control of that. Yeah. You will move on to something. It's, it's effectively handing control of your life to someone mm. else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's it's not handing control of them. It's it's handing the control to their words mm-hmm. and and being bound by yeah. other people's words and thoughts. So it's so almost it's almost like they've said it, and then even if you remember maybe go and do it again, you didn't maybe want to see them again because it'll be like. Oh, I'm dying for a photo shoot. But I tell you, Aye. I tell you, you wouldn't or, be able to do it. Or if you, or if you, if you were to bring up that you were struggling, they would then. It's like I told you so. Mm-hmm. Right. Tell you. Tell you. Tell you it's going to be difficult. Tell you it's going to be difficult. Tell you it's going to be difficult. There's always going to be people that have, because and again, I think the biggest thing to take away for that is there's a lot of the time when you're seem seem to be doing things that create big change in your life. People will momentarily, like, especially a very, very British society for that very, very British mindset is, like, if, if it makes them feel bad about themselves, they'll bring you down. Oh, they'll, 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 they'll rip it. you right But it's, again, it comes back to this, like, I've seen this analogy all the time, right? But, like, if you're, if you're a guy driving a Ferrari in Britain, right, and you drive past a group of people, they'll be like, fucking check this one kid out, man. Look at him, flash, flash, flash prick. Mm-hmm. You want to do that in America? I'm like, man, that's amazing, man. How do you do that? What have you done? You done that's unbelievable. Well done. It's that different in mindset. Oh, it's like the culture <laughs> here is a lot more negative, and we have to battle against that. So mm-hmm. understand that people are always going to be negative towards the big dreams that you've got. There's there's just a mentality in this country yeah. where, where you're you're designed to stay in your lane. Yeah, and then even think about like you're a middle class man, mm-hmm. same as myself. What are you even thinking about? Dreaming about wanting to buy. A Ferrari. What are you even yeah, thinking yeah. about yeah. having a seven-figure business? Yeah. That you you went to a public school, yeah. and you're a middle-class man. That's just stay you're... in your lane. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is that is the way that thing, and you're going to have to battle that all the time. Even when it comes down to these changes that you're having, like even if it's a case that you're just wanting to lose a couple of stone, get mm. fitter, get healthier, people are always going to judge. Your friends will judge you for not drinking. Your friends will judge you for not going out for meals sometimes. Your friends will judge you for going to the gym instead of sitting in and watching fucking Love Island or whatever it mm. may be. You're all, you're going to be judged regardless of what you do. Whatever you do in life, you will be judged mm. for it. So you may as well be judged for the things that you want to fucking do to change your life. Like, I think that is the big thing to get. Like you're going to get judged either way. So yeah, get yeah. judged for doing the stuff that you want to do for your life. I just I, I try if you can to adopt this sort of complete bulletproof mentality, and you didn't need to be arrogant about mm. it. Tell them oh. I, Fuck off all the time. It's like, but having this inner self peace and mentality where it's like it doesn't matter what you're going to say to me, or how you're going to address me, or how you're going to frame something that I'm doing and try yeah. and turn it negative. I am going this way. Yeah. Either come with me, and watch what I'm doing, or, or just leave me the well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just switch the telly. Just leave me alone. Yeah. Amazing. Well, mate, thank you very much. No problem. Share, a, big, a big share, man. I didn't you know how long that one is, but it's a big share. But um, 
No, I mean, I think it's uh, it's 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 really good, mate. I know your story was always going to be huge, and there's going to be a lot, and you someone who's very open at talking. So I knew it was going to be a good one, man. So I, I just I, I just, appreciate that. I just feel it's if if there's people taking time to listen to this, whether on their drive or when the gym or whatever, like if if they're wanting to connect, this is the actor in me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I'm seeing it, and this isn't a performance. No, but no, what no, I'm saying no, is it definitely isn't. But it? these these people are taking time. To listen to what I have to say, so the least I can give them back is honesty and op- and openness, you know, yeah. and, and and try and try and give them some sort of picture. And like I was saying to you before we started recording, that if any if any of it relates to anyone that's listening to this and thinking that like, you know, I get what it's like to feel like you're the only person in the world going through some stuff, and you know I go through stuff every day, mm. but. Like if if there's any real relatability to what I said, then just remember it's like I like I was on I was low mm-hmm. I was low, and I managed to try and get myself to fight back, back just a little bit, you know, and it, it, it's it's possible for anybody to do it, and I ain't I ain't nothing, nothing special in this in that sense. I'm just someone that's got an idea of. Who I am now yeah. and 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 where I'm gonna go. Do you know what I mean? Amazing man. I appreciate you. No problem. Always. Thank you very much Thank for the opportunity. Cheers. Stop.